Good morning from the land of 11 nations, or as everyone else calls it, Wisconsin. I'd like to say thank you to all of the, all three of my listeners. I hope everyone is enjoying good health, and to those of you who've lost loved ones this year, my heartfelt condolences and my prayers. Uh, it's been a rough year health-wise, but... Um, the beginning of this year doesn't look any better, but you know what? Let's hope for good things. New year, new me. Well, we'll see. A new year full of challenges for the Ho-Chunk Nation. Big election up coming up quickly. Instead of waiting for the new legislators to take office and then getting upset because they don't do what we want them to do, uh, let's seriously vet the candidates this time around. Let's ask the candidates about uh, the quick restoration of per cap. Let's ask about the unfulfilled resolutions from general counsel. Uh, what prospective legislatures will make it their mission to carry out, uh, carry forth these resolutions? Um, ask the candidates what they intend to do about the separation of business from the legislature and the president's office. Ask the candidates what they intend to do about diversification. Um, I was just looking at something. Uh, separation of business from the legislature, uh, a pamphlet that was written in uh, 2012. So from 2012 to today, the only thing we've done, Section 17-wise, is 12 clans. And nobody's happy about that. So, hey, let's talk to the candidates, see what they have to say. Um, so as candidates, what they intend to promote uh, STEM learning for our children and our adults. We really don't address that, but they can do uh, make uh, proposals and things like this to help our children and uh, some of our adults who want to change careers. Um, let's ask the candidates how they intend to carry out all of their priorities and cut spending in a huge way. Um, this is one of the major things the president's had to say is that, well, we overspend. Our legislature overspends. And um, I think it's fairly obvious that uh, when you have a blank checkbook, you know, you think you can spend and spend and spend. But, you know, it comes home to roost. So uh, this pandemic kind of did that for us. So now we can uh, talk to these candidates and see what they have to say about it. Uh, if you have questions for candidates and, you know, you can't call them up or anything like that, send them an email and then uh, publish it online for the rest of us to read, you know, what they answer, um, what your question is. Uh, I'm really interested to see if any of the candidates will be making use of the new technologies and uh, promote their ideas and agendas. Um, it'll be interesting, you know, if somebody... Uh, does a podcast, uh, somebody does videos on YouTube. Um, give us a chance to see the candidates and hear what they have to say instead of just reading that little blurb and getting a phone call if, if you know them. Uh, especially for the uh, at-large area. That'll really be interesting. I'll be looking forward to that. Um, yeah, if anyone has any thoughts, criticism, or you just want to tell me to stop wasting bandwidth, uh, you can reach me at uh, moneycuckseek at gmail.com. That's M-A-N-I-K-A-K-S-I-K -A -A -I -I at gmail.com. Uh, today's podcast, I just had a couple of thoughts. Uh, 
Uh, one is just for Ho-Chunks to get in the game this year. Um, launch your ideas, your dreams. Um, get in the game. Jeez. The second thought is just trying to tie your Ho-Chunk benefits to your ability to speak Ho-Chunk. Yeah. Well, enough of all this fluff. Let's get to it. One of the things about writing and doing a podcast is it's, uh, you're, you're by yourself in the beginning. You're airing your unfiltered thoughts is uh, kind of terrifying. Um, Maurice Switzer, 1907. Uh, it's better to remain silent at the risk of being thought a fool than to talk and remove all doubt. Yeah. Still, you persist. Maybe not so much that you have something to say, but you want to bring a light down into a deep, dark forest path in an effort to illuminate it for others to follow. You see something, you know others see it too. You're betters. But for some reason, they refuse to jump, to engage. So you wander down into the darkness alone. Others watch with indifference, but they watch. For soon, there's going to be others. Remember, someone has to be the first. Someone being first is ugly and soul-sucking. Sometimes being first is a burden you're unwilling to carry. Those that follow will soon overtake you, and they'll surpass you. Those that follow will soon create things of beauty and grace, and your efforts will be forgotten. But always remember, someone has to be first. Chenicha Publishing is a little firm of a one writer who tried desperately to begin writing children's books in Ho-Chunk. Um, though he did succeed in writing a couple of the books, none were ever published, and his various manuscripts lie on his bookshelves collecting dust. I thought this was a brilliant idea back in the day. What with Ho-Chunk children in preschool and the ability to transfer data through the internet. Uh, we got capability to send books from one place to another thanks to UPS, FedEx, and of course Amazon. I asked the gentleman in question what was his motivation for writing Ho-Chunk books for children. He goes, I was watching the Tom Hanks movie. You got mail? And there's a scene where Meg Ryan has walked into a Fox Books superstore. She wanders upstairs into the children's section, and there she sees children lying about, just lying there amongst the books, turning pages, lost in the mysteries, locked in the ink and paper. I thought to myself how wonderful this scene would be if it was children reading books written in Ho-Chunk. Not stories translated from English into Ho-Chunk. Nah, original stories written in Ho-Chunk. Men, women, and children sit down and put thoughts on paper and they're written in Ho-Chunk. I wanted to walk into a library when I'm fat and old. Uh, maybe next Tuesday, I got nothing going on. And see nothing but books. And they are all written in Ho-Chunk, he continued. What stopped you, I asked. Nothing stopped me, he said. It was just that the people helping me translate passed away, and getting new people was a hassle. Everybody's busy. I pressed him. So you gave up your dream. Won't be any ass, he answered. I thought I would teach myself Ho-Chunk and then I wouldn't have to ask for anybody's help. Of course, it was uh, a lot tougher than to do. Can you speak and write Ho-Chunk? Dare to dream, he answered. I'm worse off now than I when I began studying. Then why not let the Ho-Chunk language departments write the book? That's what they get paid to do. Yeah, you're kind of right about that, he said politely. But there's uh, 7,800 of us. If all of us sat down in the next 2 to 12 months wrote one book a piece in Ho-Chunk, all of our lives would be that much richer. 
our children would have books on various topics of varying degrees of difficulty, we'd be introducing our language to one another on a completely different plane. We got professionals to do that, you know. It's called the Ho-Chunk Wazijahachi Language Division. Put his head down and thought about it for a while. Yeah, maybe you're right. But I thought crowdsourcing would be the way to go, he said. How many books have you written, I asked. In Ho-Chunk? Yeah, in Ho-Chunk. Four. Written, illustrated, and printed. Where are they? They're on my bookshelf at home. I got two others I started getting translated. Then I started doing artwork on And I have about 80 I need translating. And artwork and printing and collating and binding. What about those four books you said you completed? Nobody wanted them. I asked Black River, Nebraska. They politely declined, so I made it my mission to do them for myself. And I will. I'll find the money for artwork, and I'll pay someone to translate them, and then I'll print them. Then what? Well, then nothing, really. I've done what I set out to do. I'll leave them around, maybe my grandkids will look at them. But the important thing is that I take care, that I do the books, I write the books, I print the books. Well, we kind of wandered into other areas, but I just wanted to get back to it, that being first at something doesn't mean you'll be the one who reaps the rewards. Being first at something means just that, and only that. It's what you do when you break through that means anything. We have so many people in this nation who dream of doing things to help themselves, to help our nation. If you see a problem and you figure out a way to fix that problem, the world's your oyster. When I started doing this podcast, I wanted to help people who were scared to get in the game, to share their ideas, their pot, their interests, their passions. I understand that we have a way of thinking, a way of doing things, and I don't want to trample on that. I don't just I just want to whisper from way in the back in the hope that those of you with talent and skills can take leadership positions within and outside the whole chunk nation to help those of us who need help and to help move our nation forward. Don't be frightened about beginnings. If it's if it's your dream, pursue it, chase it, and wrestle it to the ground. Mine was to write books in Ho Chunk. Whatever yours is, go for it. I'll end us with the old adage from uh, Les Brown. The graveyard is the richest place on earth because it is here that you will find all the hopes and dreams that were never fulfilled, the books that were never written, the songs that were never sung, the inventions that were never shared, the cures that were never discovered. All because someone was too afraid to take that first step. Keep with the problem or determine to carry out their dream. Uh, my hope is that uh, everybody this year Put forth a little effort and get in the game. Share your dreams with the rest of us. On January 1st, 2032, the Honchuk Nation has declared that for any and all members over the age of 18 to receive any financial aid, compensation, or payment of any kind, a Ho-Chunk language proficiency exam must be taken and passed. A record of passing such exam will be kept by the Ho-Chunk language department and will be available to be examined by members of the Ho-Chunk nation. Well, there it is. In 11 years, every Ho-Chunk that wants to receive any money from the Ho-Chunk nation has to learn how to speak Ho-Chunk. Okay, this never happened, nor will it. The thought that a sovereign government would put requirements on its citizens to receive benefits is, is ludicrous. Kind of like forcing everyone to purchase health care or pay a financial penalty. It would just never happen. So why bring it up in that fashion? 
because for all the hard work that our language departments are doing, our Ho-Chunk language is slipping away. I always hear people say that they do things for the good of the people. Well, here's a little something. There are only 7,800 of us. Of the 7,800, there are only a handful that learned Ho-Chunk as their first language. There was also a segment that learned Ho-Chunk as a second language. And there's a larger group that knows bits and pieces of Ho-Chunk. And a larger group that knows absolutely no Ho-Chunk. That's a lot of large groups. Um, I don't know if we have uh, had actuary through the numbers, but the number of uh, full bloods is steadily shrinking. What does this portend for the Ho-Chunk Nation? Mm, don't know. I hear talk of the voting strength of quarters and at large membership. Remember, in our wisdom, we gave everyone, no matter where you live, full voting rights in Ho-Chunk internal affairs. But what I don't hear is the quarters or at-large Ho-Chunk Nation tribal members learning their Ho-Chunk language. We all now pay a great amount of attention to financial moves by the president and the legislature. But the one major thing that binds us as a people, as Ho-Chunks, is our language. The Ho-Chunk language is spoken by two groups, the Wisconsin Ho-Chunks and the Nebraska Ho-Chunks. Both groups have excellent language programs. Henning Garving, Huachate, and Blue St. Cyr have done extensive work on their programs. The individuals who teach inside the program are sharing their knowledge in new and exciting ways. Just go online and find vast amounts of information, videos, and even a podcast now. Ability of people anywhere to get a working knowledge of Ho-Chunk is, is now within everyone's grasp. I know I sound redundant, but if we are to remain a people, if we are to remain Ho-Chunks, we have to arrest the loss of one binding fabric of our society, our language. I have arbitrarily set 11 years as a target date just for administrative purposes, just so the language department can set up testing sites and curriculum and figure how they're going to record and register individuals who pass the exam. I figure those individuals who are mentally and physically incapacitated will be given a pass for obvious reasons and will not suffer loss of benefits. Children. Ah, the children. Sometime before their 18th birthday must present themselves before the Ho-Chunk Language Board and pass an oral exam. A simple pass-fail grade will be given. Those who pass will be accorded all financial aid for school and also be eligible for the Ho-Chunk per cap. Those who fail must wait six months before they attempt to retake the test. If it's before their 18th birthday, no harm done. If their 18th birthday falls in a six-month span, all benefits will be frozen until your exam is taken and passed. Societies used to have initiation ceremonies to welcome our youth into adulthood. That is no longer the case. Perhaps this language test is something that could be used as a substitute. I read stories about indigenous nations that have lost their languages or are in the throes of losing it. Additionally, I've read articles about the last remaining speaker of a native nation passing away. That's horrific. Well, obviously, it's catastrophic. I mean, the native nation itself is still federally recognized and has a reservation, but no one is left who speaks the language. You can have your traditions and ceremonies, but if you don't speak your language, you don't think like your nation. I guess the only good thing to come out of these tragedies is the effort to revitalize those lost or dying languages. Funds from federal, state coffers, as well as private funds from individuals and corporations are being used by various indigenous nations to build their language and speaker base. More money would be nice, of course, but 
What we need is for people to devote a minimum of seven to 10 hours a week working on speaking whole chunk. Um, to be brutally honest, I really don't care about the other nations. I just worry about ours. That's, I can, you know, work, worry about myself, worry about my family, and worry about my nation. And that's, that's a lot of worrying right there. Uh, we need people to try and speak Ho-Chunk every day. Try and incorporate it in your everyday life. Use it and share it with your family. The more you work at it, the more you learn. The more you share, the better off our nation will be. And don't worry about using the words incorrectly or not conjugating your verb correctly. I mean, just get out there and swing. You know, try to speak the language. Share it. Um, I put the stipulation, learn Ho-Chunk and get money because... You know, we as Ho-Chunk members, we aren't, aren't doing enough. Um, I do not speak, read, or write Ho-Chunk. So I am a prime candidate for this new edict I'm proposing. I have just as much as anybody else to lose. So in an effort to be transparent, I will offer up a video of my Ho-Chunk skills every two months. So expect to be amazed on March 1st, 2021. Um... But what ini ginapan we? Ei zige hangchok chawi. Yeah. Everybody have a good uh, week, and I will get back to you next week.